I'm, uh, this is my first time recording with the, uh, the new sound panels and the new mic, so if Sounds there's awful. not, if the, thank you, because if there, I was going to say that if there's not a significant, like, jump in quality, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah, you <laughs> like, a whole birthday, you know? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to be, it's going to be a crier for sure, <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need some some wine for mm. that night that's you like segue. that that's seamless yeah, segue that's, yeah all right it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's fine wine uh i'm gonna cut that for sure what's up everyone this is under 1000 we're your hosts sam and jacob and today we're looking at 100 days winemaking simulator a single player Winemaking Simulator from Broken Arms Games. Uh, real quick, I'll run through the background. It's available on Steam, PC, iOS, Android, and Switch. Um, there are two DLCs available, the Napa Valley DLC. Most of the game takes place uh, in Italy. Um, so this is like another you know market and like a bunch of varieties of grapes. And then the Grape Lab DLC, which lets you design your own grape and then import it into the game to grow that, which I thought is actually pretty sweet like yeah that's, that's pretty really cool. cool yeah that was too Aryan for the sims to ever have it but that's a pretty fucking <laughs> cool feature <laughs> it's like it's definitely wine nerd shit like you look at that thing and it looks like photoshop level complexity you know oh, yeah. um but it looks really cool um the release date so it came out originally uh for pc in 2021 um later in the fall of 2021 it was out for mobile uh and then the next year 2022 early it was uh out for the switch and i think this is like a great game for mobile and the switch in particular to be honest i'm i'm i actually wish that i had had the chance to test this game on switch because uh-huh. i feel like a touchscreen slash control does switch have touchscreen it does right yeah 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 I feel like touchscreen slash controller interface for this could be very interesting and it's probably very different than the yeah. click experience. And we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, and the drag and drop experience for sure. Um yeah, uh, the game, as like a fun fact, the game takes its name uh, 100 days from the lifespan of a single vine leaf. Uh, and so that's like, I feel like I wanted to include that because the number one thing about this game is that like it is made by someone who loves, who fucking loves wine. Like that's woven into the DNA of this game. They like know so much about it. A lot of the reviews when we were looking for our, you know, end of the podcast or end of the episode reviews, so many of them are like, I am a sommelier and winemaking expert from Italy. And like what follows is like eight paragraphs of their like analyzing the game. And those are positive reviews. So like that says a lot, you know. Yeah, if you can make Um, the nerds happy, I feel like that is like a good niche to hit with the sim. Yes, exactly. Um, so mostly positive right now with 677 reviews. We're actually under a thousand this time as of Hell recording. Yeah. So we hit that again. Looking first um, time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll go through the features real quick. Um, I think this is a, the start of a new tradition, which is a lot of times games list these features. We blast over them and play the game. Then we read the features or summarize them as part of the podcast. And I'm kind of like, not really. So I'm going to um, I'm gonna rate these as you go through. So I'll just All give right. a quick check or I'll give some comments, uh, you know. But yeah, go, go, go for it. Let's do it. First one. Simulative and realistic approaches suitable for both beginners and more experienced players. I think that's fair. The ability to cultivate different types of vines. Yep. Analyzing the soil and choosing a grape variety that best suits those characteristics. Yep. Organizing work in the vineyard, such as pruning or chopping. Yep. Chipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Just keep going. 
<laughs> protecting your vines through specific treatments depending on the type of disease. Yeah, I got to get into that a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's definitely there. It's, it is definitely there. That's how I feel <laughs> yeah. it's, there, is, there are buttons for it. Yeah. Checking the state of ripeness of the grapes and deciding when to harvest. So I just learned something. I learned that yeah. when the game says you should maybe harvest your grapes, I you don't immediately need to be like, I'm harvesting them. So uh, I definitely <laughs> you did not do it when the card shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I did. So that's okay. Good to know. Following the winemaking processes and enhancing the characteristics of your wine. Only one comment here. It should be enhance or significantly detract from it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Along the way. Um, yeah. The yeast and bacteria used during fermentation. Yep. Deciding how and which of your wines will age. Yep. Customizing your bottles by choosing their shape, color, and other aesthetic characteristics. I'm actually going to rate this one. I'm going to say this is a great feature of this game. Yeah. It is yeah. Like relatively limited, but you can make... With the small number of parameters, there's still a lot of combinations you can make. And I feel mm -hmm. like I made some cool and classy <laughs> bottles that I was actually like, this is pretty neat. Yeah. Create your sales network and adapt the characteristics of your product to the type of customer. Yep. Manage marketing and social activities to increase the reputation of your company. I didn't personally mess with this, but I know it's there, you know. The way I felt about this is the way I would feel in real life if I was running a business where <laughs> I felt like I pressed it, the minimum number of buttons to hand this off to someone else and then yeah, just let yeah. it do its own thing. Yeah. As yeah. if I had so, like a real life Zoomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So let's let's back up a little bit and talk about what the game looks like. So it's a winemaking simulator. Uh, and so what we're going to try to do is give you guys like a view of what the game looks like from an interface perspective. So um, uh, what you see when you're playing 100 Days is you'll see sort of this cartoony isometric view of a vineyard. Um, you've got plots of land, you've got a couple buildings around, but at the center of this view is a grid board, essentially. And that's where most of the gameplay takes place. Um, each day, um, you'll receive a, which is kind of like a turn, if you're thinking in like board game terminology, um, you'll receive a hand of cards with possible actions, depending on the season or what action you took last. Um, a lot of them progress one into the other, or some of them are, you know, mutually exclusive. Uh, each type of action has a duration, so a number of days it'll take to complete, and then a shape, almost like a Tetris-style piece shape that you have to fit onto the board to sort of activate it. Um, and so that's where the logistics management part of the game comes in, which is you have this limited board space, you got a bunch of different shit you want to do, and it's all in different shapes. Some of it takes up more space or less space, and you're trying to fit everything onto your board to do it while the clock is running. So like as the days go by, seasons change, inclement weather might crop up. Um, there's like more or less optimal times to do things. So it, it's that's sort of the logistics, you know, gameplay loop. Uh, did I leave anything important out? No, I think that's a really good summary of it. I think um, the sort of core element of fitting these Tetris pieces is functions in the game way more as uh, a limiter to logistics, like you said, than mm -hmm. it does any sort of actual puzzle. It's not like you're trying yeah. to put in Tetris pieces um, as a... Hmm. <laughs> trying to think about how to phrase this like okay it's not like you're directly rewarded immediately for playing tetris well it's mm -hmm. that the tetris is the game's interface to force you to make decisions about 
uh, what things to prioritize and sometimes like what missed opportunities you just have to accept. Yeah, I think I think this sort of came to me while you were saying that the board is the game's bottleneck that it forces you through, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, outside of the sort of Tetris board there, uh, you have the management of the three buildings in your vineyard, which are the tool, tool shed, winery, and warehouse. Um, there's a really expansive set of menus that you navigate in order to improve these buildings, in order to introduce new technologies to your vineyard, mm -hmm. to buy stuff, your, to yeah, buy stuff, improve your processes. Um, and I think that this is where you and I diverge a bit on our experiences playing or our opinions on this interface. Yeah, so I think I think it's a classic struggle between a powerful simulation and an accessible game, right? And this game definitely leans into powerful simulation, and there's a lot of passion in that, and I respect that, ultimately. I think that's the right decision, and I think it's like, this is where the game shines, right? But I think um, the... <laughs> I never exited the menus properly the first time. I just found myself traipsing through them, trying to find out, like, find what I was looking for a lot, you know, which is not ideal. Um, it's also like, I think... There's a lot of like really cool skill trees um, associated with the building. So unlocking new varieties of grape, unlocking like tools that will help you do things faster or more efficiently or unlock like new ways to change your wine. Like you have to unlock the wine aging process and there's different barrels that you can choose from. So that's all cool. It's just that sometimes you have to like unlock that and go to another screen and purchase the actual barrel. And then remember, you know, like there's a lot of different management steps that I thought maybe could have been organized a little bit better from a visual standpoint. Yeah, I do think like the game in general, really my my main criticism of it, and I, you know, like all games we review, I love the game. Yeah, my, yeah that goes without saying, yeah. Yeah, my core criticism of it is like, there could probably just be less menus. Like they could probably take some of the existing ones and consolidate them and have like a mm -hmm. smaller set. Um, in general, I found that they were pretty well uh, linked to each other. Really, my biggest complaint, and I'm glad that you brought this up, um, specifically with the menus, is the process of purchasing technologies and how it relates to purchasing the actual tools themselves. So mm -hmm. the game has a mechanism where you have to like upgrade your, let's say, your warehouse, and then that mm -hmm. gives you access to buy new technologies. But neither mm -hmm. one of those things gives you the actual like you could take two steps and buy your way into access to a special piece of equipment, but you mm -hmm. don't actually have that piece of equipment until you go buy the piece of equipment. So yeah, like, yeah that three-step process to get to some things seems like uh, it could just be consolidated a little bit, basically. Yeah, and I think I kind of get the idea behind it, which is that the different parts of the game should gate one another. You know, like money should be one gate, but also like you shouldn't necessarily be able to access like the, you know, like it's a skill tree. Like I get that, you know, I, I can see the intent to sort of like interweave them. I think it, like you said, it could have just been streamlined. Yeah, right. But yeah. that said, there is a lot of cool stuff you can do. You know, and a lot of those things are also interesting because they're things of your real business would do, you know, like automation tools to help you so you don't have to manually do stuff so you can focus on other things, um, like expanding the, the land that you own so that you can do more things at once, which again, like forces you into that bottleneck more effectively and makes the gameplay a little bit like more difficult. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think that this is a good segue into talking about this game's biggest strength, though. Mm -hmm. which is that it is no matter how you play it first of all it's a really soothing simulator right like yeah. all of the 
uh, cartoon aesthetics and the music and everything are wonderful and like really peaceful. And the game is like pretty fast to load and save. And just, I found it really easy to just jump in and play for like 30 minutes and then go do something else and do that like, you know, two times in a day or something, which I feel like most games, it's like not that easy to do. Uh, But you could just get in and blast a few turns and then get out. And yeah, um, the way I've kind of been thinking about this is that this game is like the serious sim disguised as a casual game. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah, because it's like really a choose your own adventure, right? Mm -hmm. So like, okay, let me describe to you what my method was with this game. And I think it's sort of a good example of that, right? Yeah. So when I started playing, I went straight into the unlimited play. And we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that versus story later. But I went straight into the unlimited play. And I feel like my first couple of like, quote unquote, years, like see, like rounds of seasons, I would Mm -hmm. uh, just fold up fucking year as it's just a round of seasons. (laughs) Um, I feel like my first couple of, of years, like sets of turns, really, uh-huh. I was figuring things out and learning a lot and kind of like, uh, a bit confused maybe, but as time progressed, I found it pretty natural to like dial in the wines that I was doing. For mm-hmm. example, like, um, one of the processes, like one of the cards you get is this, uh, like tape wine tasting that you host right yeah and so you can spend uh, a section of your board for one turn and have a wine tasting and it gives you feedback and you'll get like um both like quantitative data where you will see uh rankings of your wine not really rankings but like measurements of your wine's different attributes and Mm -hmm. if you nailed it it'll tell you yeah and there's also qualitative information. So there'll just be like the general consensus is this wine doesn't have enough body, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which we all know in the real world is bullshit, but like <laughs> in the course of the game, it's like information <laughs> you can use the next time you make it. And I feel like I had this ex- explosion of understanding in my first couple of years. And uh-huh. then I just settled in to making two wines really well. I didn't mm-hmm. expand them that much. I just like slowly each season chipped away at them, got slightly better and slightly better, unlocked a few new things to help the process, but not a ton of stuff. And then I was just in this nice, like I wasn't raking in money, but I was in this nice sustainable, like make the wine, get the tasting, get the point or two higher, sell all the wine. And then you just keep doing that. And you know, if you get any of the special sales where people are requesting specific stuff you don't have, you just fucking reject them. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I think I, I think that touches on something that I, I I wanted to talk about, which is that this game differs really significantly from other like tycoon games, in that like if you're not an aggressive capitalist soul, like the game will definitely be like, you know what? I, I just want to make one wine really well. You know, yeah, and like, like it okay. becomes about that. Like there's no there's it's open ended. There's no drive to like okay, you have to you have to monopolize wine which i feel like when you're playing like a simulator like this where it's based in like a, a product that you produce a lot of the times it's like you have to become the best whatever and it's like this game just imp- it encourages you to sort of like dial in play with the variables and like have fun with the process of making it and designing the label and then deciding like who you want to sell it to like that kind of thing it's like it's about the product not about exactly. the money you know which is it's a it's it, 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 something that i really love about this um 
I took a similar approach, but I definitely did like kind of go wild trying everything. So like I bought the different like yeasts and stuff. I expanded into more wine varieties and I pretty quickly like overextended myself and almost went bankrupt. Had to take out a couple <laughs> loans, which is a feature, um, but Never I pulled myself that. out. And Just like um, in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the exploration was a lot of the fun of it though. You know, and I think one thing that we haven't talked about gameplay wise is is that it is the mystery and the exploration about this. You really do feel like you're somebody who's like, has no idea what you're doing at first. And then you get to that first wine tasting event and you're like, oh shit, my wine got like a, a 65. Like I'm going to be able to move it. But like now I know what to do next season or now I know I need to try something different next season and dial it in. And yeah. then when you get, when you get that like one year that rolls around where you get like an 80 or a 90 for the first time, you're like, yes, like I've dialed that in. Like it's a good, you know, it's a good year. And sometimes, uh, one thing I appreciate too is that sometimes things happen outside of your control. So like if you use certain um, corks or something, then your wine will have faults. Or if you're, you know, if you just had a bad year and the grapes didn't turn out well, that happens too. And that's part of the process of like managing your resources, doing the best you can with whatever you got that year, you know, RNG wise. Uh, and it's not frustrating. It just sort of gives some texture to the experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, it does a good job of balancing like um, new challenges to work out without one unlucky thing or like a series of unlucky things ever just like fucking you you yeah. know like i never yeah there were definitely times where i was like oh i'm getting a little more low on money <laughs> <laughs> but like i i never felt like like you said you could still like move it you know yeah and yeah. you never like feel it keeps the soothing atmosphere like you never feel yeah. like you're gonna be like totally screwed yeah i took advantage of the fact that i apparently had the credit of just a man who has 17 credit cards and pays them off always sometimes with each other somehow, you know, like just that <laughs> 900 credit score. So I definitely took out loans, but it worked out yeah. so far, <laughs> you exactly. know, exactly. Yeah. So that's that, that sort of talk that sort of covers like all the actual gameplay elements. And um, I think the, the way that most people should play this game probably is the endless mode, which is just where you can sort of sink into the game. Um, like you said, pick it up, put it down as you need to. I think it's perfect for mobile and switch for that. Uh, but it does have a story mode uh, in addition to the sort of tutorial prompts that you get when you're playing either way, which you can turn on or off as you like. Um, so the story mode is interesting because I think a lot of passion went into it. There's like some really quirky character designs that I, I actually like laughed at because they're pretty funny. You know, there's like a, a super crunchy, like hippie dude that helps you and is like always about the vibes. There's um, yeah. like a, like a eco-terrorist podcaster, not really, but like, <laughs> you know, like, and then there's, you know, other characters in the wine scene that you're sort of working with or, you know, arguing with or whatever. Um, that said, the whole story mode kind of felt like a soft tutorial. And I was actually like kind of relieved when I got to the point where I was like, okay, I can just play the game now. Like, do you feel the same way? Yeah. So I, the way that I felt the story mode, and I should say, I said I hopped straight into Endless, but we played through a bunch of the story mode together streaming. Yeah. Right. And it's hard. I really, I'm, I'm really not going to criticize it too much. I think mm -hmm. that like, like you said, it's like lovingly crafted and yeah. it really is like a tutorial with characters that way more care was put into them than like is, was asked for at all. You know, yeah. like they're, they're yeah. great, but like, I skipped a lot of cutscenes. I'm not going to lie. Like not yeah, skip, but I definitely like burn through them a little bit. You know, it makes the gameplay seem way slower than it is. Yeah, definitely. You know, it makes it seem way slower than it is. And I think 
that I almost wish that like those same characters sort of popped up in endless mode with a little bit more personality because you kind of have to choose. It's like you play story mode and you get like too much character dialogue and too mm-hmm. many things to click through and like you're just like mashing buttons trying to like get through all this get, to get back to the gameplay because the gameplay is good and then yeah. you play like three cards and that's more you know and yeah yeah it's like you're choosing that or you're choosing no character at all basically right mm-hmm. and i kind of wish that uh and that's not to say like some of it, it has some cute ui touches like sometimes yeah you'll get like wine requests and a little bubble will like pop out of the sale bar and be mm-hmm. like i have high expectations of this wine <laughs> or something yeah you know? or like, like i got a wine like, that got a I got like a wine that was a 15 once. I don't know how, but, uh, but, (laughs) but then I sold it to somebody and they were like, this wine is the best wine I've ever tasted. And I was like, (laughs) they're like, I've been in prison for 45 years. Um, yeah, this wine is the, the one of the wines of all time. (laughs) Oh man, I'm going to spit this fucking, bootleg LaCroix all over the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I wish there was a balance. I wish they would bring yep. like some of those characters into the unlimited play in a different way so we yep. can see how good they are at creating those characters without having to click through all that shit. Yeah, let's take a quick diversion real quick. Do you do you feel like the story mode was created because there's some expectation that your game should have a story mode? Like, obviously, it was made with passion. And I'm not saying that this person sort of did that just as, like... Like, it's obviously has more effort than just, like, oh, I had to do a story mode, so I'm putting it in there. But do you think, like, in conception, sometimes people think, like, the the game should have a story mode, you know? That's a good question. And I think... uh, I don't think that's the case here. Yeah. Okay. I think here... These people are such nerds about winemaking. If I had to guess, they're probably reflecting some of their reality into this story mode. That's right. Yeah, that, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like, maybe I'm just like not in enough to like laugh hard enough at all of these. Um, mm-hmm. But like, no, I, I think they made it because they wanted to make it, and and I, I'm happy it exists. I just yeah. don't wish to click through it again. Yeah, <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> that's fair. Yeah, and I think it's a testament to the gameplay that, like you said, like we were just trying to get back to the game. I was like, let me make wine. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk about some of the unique points. We've kind of touched on these. Um, the one that I think we haven't talked about yet is that, like, through the course of this, it actually reminded me of, of uh, Kerbal Space Program, which I, I, you know, had my article um, about Gravity, uh, which is that, like, it's a game that will teach you things about wine and you will be excited to learn them, you know? Yeah, it was, like, it definitely made me think about something in my daily life. And that's, like, a cool legacy for this game to have in, in like, a a player's life, right? Yeah, yeah, like, I was was at, like, a little, like, cute, like, market breakfast place, and they had, like, a periodic table of wine varieties, and I, like, took some time to, like, be like, oh, yeah, like, I've grown that one virtually in my simulator, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Barbara. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But beyond that, too, like, I I think I'm someone who came into this game, too, with a really, really aggressively skeptical perspective about wine in general, like, the way that it's rated, you know, that kind of stuff tends to run, run me the wrong way because it kind of smacks of, like, traditionalism and just sort of like a hallucinated value is the term that I like to use, yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, but, 
but I think like what this game sort of showed me is that yes, that might be the case, but also there are people who like know a whole lot about the process, which of course, you know, like people have committed their lives to learning about like the actual science behind this and the horticulture. And like, that was genuinely interesting. And I was like, Oh shit. Like now I know that like, you know, this kind of process can result in, you know, this characteristic of a wine or, you know, like that kind of thing. It, it and it was, like I said, it, teaching people things that they're not interested in is one of like the oldest problems of mankind. And this game solves it for one thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. And I, yeah. I like, honestly, huge credit to them for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because honestly, no one gives less of a shit about wine than me. I <laughs> like two years ago, uh-huh. uh, a friend of mine gave me a bottle of wine uh-huh. Who that was from their family, uh-huh. uh, like their family ha- just had it in their cellar. And oh wow! I tried it and I was like, "This is an awesome bottle of wine. This is super good. Really, uh-huh. nice. it was like it's not you know it, it was like fifty dollar bottle of wine." Yeah, and I had it and I was blown away by how good it was. And since then, that's literally the only wine that I get off. Like, I just crushed, like, 15 bottles of it in the last two years, and uh, I just have not even tried to find another wine. I was like, I like this one, so. You're like, I found the one that I like. This is my wine I'm sure there are more that I like. I just don't give a (laughs) shit, and I don't feel like trying to find them, you know? Yeah, so I think for for two people like us to be now interested in and having learned things about wine through this game is a testament to it. And like, like you said, it's just a fun game to boot up. Like, I'm a person who listens to podcasts when I do like casual games a lot of the time, and I found myself like turning those off so I could just be in chill wine zone. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you're playing it, you're just like vibing, you know? Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I really did pick it up and put it down a lot of times, like to the point that my wife, just who didn't know the name of the game, is <laughs> just, just was <laughs> referring to it as Winecraft, <laughs> which yes. is a missed opportunity for them, to be honest. So thank you, Robin, for that. Um, yeah, great, That's awesome. great game. <laughs> nice. All right, you want to roll into the reviews? Yeah, go ahead. All right, nice. So my first review... Um, sometimes the names are as funny as the reviews themselves. So this one comes from Hug Starved Beast, which is a sad <laughs> name. But no, so many, this. so many Steam names and reviews are really sad. <laughs> that's like a, a that's consistent our biggest problem. takeaway from this <laughs> from the podcast. entire experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this, uh, so Hug Starved Beast says this game got me excited to buy a tractor, which is good for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Good. It's hard to do. Yeah. You want to switch back and forth, or you want to you want me to just run through all mine? Uh, no, I'll, I'll read one. Actually, no, all mine right. is a great mine is a great segue at the end. So okay, okay, nice. Okay, go ahead. Uh, your okay, um, from Karen Morse, just a lady that uses her real name on Steam. <laughs> I hope she's doing okay. <laughs> um, so on point for this game, to be honest. <laughs> it's unhinged behavior on any other game, but this is if this is the one product in her account, I get it. You yeah, know, yeah, dude, you know she's posting screenshots <laughs> on Facebook and shit. <laughs> Uh, it was a bit hard to get started, but once I did, I was hooked. I even bought some Decetta and Barbera wines at the store to see what they really tasted like. And again, this gets back to like, it'll get you thinking about this day to day, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, is it my Barbara last... or is it Barbera? We should have looked that up before recording this episode. No, because I don't give a shit. And that's the whole point. <laughs> All right. You got one We're more. Then up... I'll do mine. <laughs> We're walking a fine line between like, talking about a game that we get wine nerds happy and then infuriating them at the same time so you know what are they gonna do take off their turtleneck and come fight me like what <laughs> come on they're not gonna <laughs> be come all the way from fucking france 
The game set in Italy. They're not going to come all the way from France. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so my next one by Enthralling Victor uh, has a similar tone to it. A good sim that helps you understand the real world a little bit better. Good sim. Plus it's fun. Which I, I selected because it reads like Home Depot product reviews, you know, where it's just like four words mystically separated by a number of new lines and I have no idea why. And then it's, that's it. You know, yeah, it's like a haiku yeah. spread apart. <laughs> I was going to say like, just like a gruff old man in a cabin spoke then. Exactly. Yeah. D- dictated them to his like Siri to write them down. And he was like, good enough. <laughs> good enough. So I have one review and it is from Noops. And okay. uh, this is a positive review from Noops. And I'm making some guesses about what they wrote because of Steam censorship. Um, <laughs> but it looks like they wrote, I named a wine ass and it sold out. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we will get into that. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So that actually, that that's a good reminder for this. But best winery and wine names. What did you name your winery? This is a this is great. I totally forgot, and I'm really glad because okay, all right. Here's the thing. I need to get my stuff. <laughs> all right. So I was thinking about winemaking. All right, and I was trying to like buy in like the nerds. All right, I was thinking about the romance of it. I'm looking at this loading screen that's got like the nice cartoons, soothing music on it. This like wine colored yep. palette that's like really carefully crafted, and I'm trying to yep. think about like heritage, experience. Uh, memories creating memories sharing cultures okay through okay. liquid through beverage <laughs> all right and so so i named mine wet dreams <laughs> hell yes okay what did you i named her? i named my winery okay grape <laughs> very good uh yes yeah. wine names that you made uh, so we did these together, but I wanted to bring them up. Uh, <laughs> we had the four line of wines, which is wine for things. So like wine for driving, <laughs> wine for flying. flying. <laughs> yep. And then we had our white wine, which we broke from because you came up with a great idea, which was we named it child care. <laughs> um, I had in my personal endless account, I went through a red wine series called the blood series so i just picked a ra- an animal at random <laughs> from the um label maker and then it was just goose blood or you know <laughs> rabbit blood uh, you know just keep and see how it was going you know and then i named all i named me my soul white wine for that season lube very good i i wish they gave us more label customizations so you could throw like the back of that childcare wine is like best paired with the inside of a Toyota Sienna during soccer practice. You know, like Best paired with an iPad that you can hand to your child. Yeah, exactly. Crack screen, just like the bumper fucking big ass rubber uh, case for the iPad. Or yeah. And if I, the high chair under the floor. if I recall correctly, we did some real marketing research for that one and decided to make it a screw top with the cheapest possible bottle. <laughs> so. Exactly. I mean, dude, that bottle's made of glass. So, I don't know where you're talking about. Yeah, I wish they had box and plastic options. <laughs> oh, a box option would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it'll come in the fucking toilet wine expansion, I'm sure. <laughs> Jesus. All right, you got anything else? Anything else grape name-wise? No. I would say play Minecraft. 
Play Winecraft, yeah, play, which the real name is 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. So definitely check it out. And yeah, I think that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of Under 1000. I thought I'd do something different today. Um, the uh, soundtrack for 100 Days Winemaking Simulator is uniquely chill and very cool. It's by Tumult Collective, who have done a ton of work for different games. Uh, so this is track three, Pour Me Some, from the 100 Days Winemaking Simulator soundtrack. Let's go out on that. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to check us out on the podcast app of your choice to give us a follow, a subscribe, a like. We love it. We really appreciate it. Also, check out under1000.com for articles, notifications about streams, and uh, yeah, little extras. We'll see you next time.